Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, what the hell is going on with the Republican Party? My gosh. I mean, you used to hear all these things. There's a uniparty. There's a uniparty. And people would be like, there's not a uniparty. There are two parties, Republicans and Democrats. That's a conspiracy theory. No, no, there's a uniparty. I'll have evidence for you coming up uh, during the show today. Republicans are, what is with the party right now? Did you catch Dan Crenshaw on Fox and Friends this morning going at it with Rachel Campos Duffy again with the biolab story is a Putin propaganda talking point? Holy Moses. Dan, just, just take the Republican label of, you know, the whole freedom of speech, advocate for truth, freedom and liberty. Liberty and freedom can't exist without truth. If you're not interested in the truth, just go become a Democrat. Why are you wasting everybody's time? And, and he thinks if he, if he says it really loud to Rachel, like it's really going to make sense. Uh, Biolabs is a Putin talking point. We really, we need, a, we need a coherent message. And it's time for people like him to just exit the party immediately. Maybe there's Senator down here too in Florida too. Not Rubio, the other one. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got a loaded show for you today. I've obviously got an update on Russia. What's going on? Russia, Ukraine, what's going on with the Russian truck logistics, which is a, a huge story. They've got all these fancy equipment, Joe. They got no trucks to bring it in. They're idiots. Logistics idiots, thankfully. I got that. And I'm going to start the show today with liberalism being a cancerous rot to humankind. I warned you it was cannibalistic. I'm going to show you this right here coming up. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Did you? Was it good? I didn't even have to say let's go. Joe's like, enough. Let's move. We got to go. Thanks, Joe. All right, let's go. So in reverse. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Joe's got to keep, he's the producer. He's got to keep this thing on target. So before we get to updates on Russia, um, liberalism, I've I've told you over and over, it's obvious, is is a metastasizing, rotting cancer in the collective human body, right? But what I, what I've repeatedly aired on this show for the last seven years is that radical leftism is inherently cancerous and it's cannibalistic too. It eats the organism from the inside out. It's cannibalistic in that it not only eats itself, but it eats others up too. And here's the thing with cannibalism, right? With cannibalism, if there's an island of 10 people and they're all cannibals, eventually there's only going to be one person left, right? It eats itself. It can't. I've said to you when it comes to identity politics, CRT and otherwise, uh, it's horrible. It's awful. We're fighting it. We need to fight it. It's existential for us that we fight it. But it can't continue. Eventually, it'll burn itself out. This cancel culture leftist rot. Here's what I mean, how it eats itself alive. And you're watching it happen now in live time. You're watching it implode on itself. Like a submersible. 40,000, you know, uh, leagues under the sea. So the left, right? The cancel culture, radical left. And I'm telling you, it's cannibalistic. It'll eat itself. Tells you all the time that they're all about protecting women and minorities. They're the party of women and minorities, right? 
Are they? Well, it's kind of weird because a person who is a, a, a biological man, Rachel Levine, just won Woman of the Year, I believe, from USA Today. Wow, that's kind of weird, shutting out women in the Woman of the Year category. That doesn't sound like you're all about protecting women, USA mm. Today. So Sydney Watson, who's been on my radio show before, she has a show on the place. She's very good, put out this tweet, and I thought, this really sums it up about how the left claims to protect women, women, but is really attacking women, and therefore they're going to run out of people to attack soon. It's inherently cannibalistic. Here's the tweet, uh, quote, this is so spot on. Women have nothing left that's ours. Anyone can appropriate our sex. We're referred to as bleeders and pregnant people. Biological men beat us out of our own spaces. The word woman doesn't have any definition or meaning. And we're expected to accept our own erasure. It's gross. Sydney Watson's obviously a woman and a proud one. Gosh, you see, right? When she's talking about bleeders, here's what she was talking about with her tweet. There's some company, Yappy. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. And they put out this message on one of their social media accounts. Supposedly, it's a company targeted where women is their tar- are their target audience. And they, if this is, it, it, this is unbelievable. Listen to this, Joe. Most bleeders know they are impacted by their period, but unfortunately aren't in touch with their feelings and symptoms in the other phases of their cycle. We are here to change that. Most bleeders. Wow. Think about this. Yeah. I am a father of two daughters. I have a uh, obviously have a spouse who is a woman and proud of it, even though the left can't define what a woman is. Can you imagine being defined down to your biological functions? That's what woman, you're not a woman, you're just a, so what are guys, Joe? Are they peers? Are we standing peers? Yeah. That, I, what are we? Yeah, peers would be Are good. we burpers? Burpers maybe? We burp a little more than we burpers. Are we are we head scratchers? We scratch our heads a lot. Gassers? Are we are we caboose? Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. Yeah, we you tend know? to do that more too. Yeah. Are we- <laughs> you caught me off guard with that. I wasn't ready for that. I no, you know we're, we're laughing about it, but we're only laughing because it's true, right? So if you're a woman, it's perfectly okay to reduce a woman down to biological functions and calling them bleeders. You have no value outside of your biological functions. So, yeah, notice they don't call guys standing peers, right? Gassers, as Joe said, none of that. Now, why is this? Why is the left resolutely committed to degrading women, minorities, attacking them, keeping kids out of educational opportunities, not giving them school choice, uh, provoking uh, uh, economy-wide inflation, which hits minorities worse than anyone, as we covered yesterday? Why is the left? imploding on itself and attacking its own people because of two reasons. And Candace Owens knocks it out of the park in this bit of audio I'm about to play here. She sums up what I've been telling you. You may be saying, well, Dan, if the movement is cannibalistic, it's going to eat itself and it eventually has to burn out because they're running out of victims. They're attacking women now. They're attacking minorities. Eventually, it's going to implode on itself. If that's going to happen, right, then why do they keep doing it? Well, there's a purpose Candace Owens sums up nicely here. And it's something we've discussed in this show. Joe and I, you know it for seven years. That the left is obsessed with two things. They're obsessed with putting people in boxes. Because what they want to do is pit the boxes against one another. The left can't ever run on anything themselves because their ideas are stupid. Give us more of your money. Give us your health care. You send your kids to crappy schools. That's not an agenda, okay? 
So the left's only way to win elections is to pit people against one another. Blacks versus Asians, whites versus blacks, uh, union versus non-union. But, 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 but. They got to stick these people in the boxes. The left insists that they have to define what the boxes are. They will tell you what a woman is and what a woman isn't. You won't define those boxes because they have to wipe out any objective truth. Because if there's objective truth, men and women, that means there's a God and a creator and things were meant to be a certain way. That'll get in the way of the government. And government power needs subjectivity. They have to tell you who's worthy and who's not. Candace Owens summed this up beautifully. Those exact points last night discussing this topic of bleeders and other stuff on Tucker's show. I want you to listen to every minute of this. Check this out. Once the country was aspiring towards not being able to judge each other by the color of our skin, now we basically say, no, 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 no. We have to only judge each other exclusively by the color of our skin. Same thing in the category of feminism, right? Early feminism, we were trying to create a space for women that was separate from men. We wanted women's sports. We wanted women to be able to compete differently. We had women that train, you know, from the time that they're kids all the way up through college uh, to trying to compete at the level to say against other women. Well, now you can just throw on a wig and say, actually, I'm a woman, too, and you can crush all of their records because it's so progressive. It's actually regressive. We're actually erasing women. And sadly, it was the feminists that got behind this early on. They didn't have the courage to say, no, actually, that's a man that we're looking at. And feminists should be fighting this tooth and nail. By the way, where's Hillary Clinton? I don't want her perspective on Russia and Ukraine. I want to hear her perspective on this category. I want to hear her perspective on the, the person who ran on, oh my gosh, women are so oppressed and I'm a woman and vote for me because I'm a woman. She seems suspiciously quiet on this topic. Doesn't want to really touch this topic about men taking the spots of women, something that is actually representing an existential crisis for these young women who I said earlier are are competing in these categories. So it's ridiculous. Bigger question, Tucker, why are they doing this? You always have to ask with the left because it's always something Machiavellian and it gets back to Marxist ideology over and over again. It's always about disrupting the family unit. The government gains more power when people are confused, right? If you don't know whether you're a woman or a man, you're not going to have a functional nuclear family unit. Right. Instead, you're going to be dysfunctional. Dysfunctional people tend to rely upon the government. That's what's happening right now. That's what you're seeing this push for. Amen. Sister Kansas, uh, Candace. Amen. You nailed it. The government gains power and people are confused and chaos. How many times have I told you fear and chaos are the coin of the realm for the left? Why? Because a chaotic, fearful, fright, fright filled group of people without an orientation of where true north is, right? They will always seek some kind of safety and stability. That's where the leftist, the socialist comes in and tries to fill that role. Look, mommy and daddy government will will uh, will will supply, will supply what you need. We'll fill that hole in your life. Now, that has been a hole in your life that's traditionally been filled by the nuclear family unit, which consists of a biological male father, a biological mother, and children living in a home with allegiance to some family values and sets of principles passed down from generation to generation. The left hates that. It's competition with government. So they have to dismantle the nuclear family, which consists of an objective category. Men, women, children. They hate that. That the family is competition with the state. And what better way to dismantle the nuclear family 
than to attack the very essence of biological sex. Sex isn't tied to marriage. Sex isn't tied to anything. It isn't even tied to the act of, uh, of, of, being, of, of, of birthing a person. I mean, you're a bleeder, right? Are you a birther too? She explained that beautifully right there. The government profits off chaos. What's sex? What's in? What's family? Remember that year zero, James Lindsay, almost at Joe Rogan or the Tim Pool show, where James Lindsay said that socialists and communists have always had this idea of year zero, where you have to wipe the slate clean. You can't have any attachment to family or a collective U.S. history or anything. The left doesn't want competition with those crazy ideas of liberty and freedom and the American Revolution and all those nutty things. It's competition for the state. Wipe it out. Year zero, start over. No objective truths. Only truths bestowed upon you by the state. Now, this cancerous rot where women are losing in sports to men, where women are being attacked, they can't even be woman of the year anymore where women are referred to only by their biological functions, birthers, bleeders. The diminishment of women, the wiping out, they can't even describe what a woman is. This will eat itself alive. Look, I've covered this topic yesterday, but evidence that they are losing. The Virginia election, New Jersey election, people are waking up. The essence of gaslighting is to isolate people from the truth. And the left can't do that anymore. There's too much out there on social media. There's too many conservative outlets. They can't lie to you and isolate you from the truth anymore. The truth is getting out. How do I know? Washington Examiner article, Paul Bedard. Four in 10 New Yorkers want to leave the state. They want out of the, quote, vampire state. We covered this story yesterday. But additional evidence that this thing, this movement, this metastasizing cannibalistic cancer is eating itself alive. As they suffer the ramifications of it, it's imploding on itself. And people who voted for it are now trying to escape it. Let's hope they don't vote for it where they leave. Here's another story I saw yesterday. This cannibalistic leftist enterprise. Wall Street Journal opinion piece, James Freeman. Is San Francisco the most intolerant place on earth? I have to tell you guys, I'm sorry. To be a, this is the funniest story I have seen in weeks. So apparently San Francisco, every time a conservative state passes a law they don't like, they boycott the state. <laughs> Did you know this? So they're boycotting now 28 states, Joe. So that's created a bit of a problem for the cannibalistic imploding San Francisco liberals who, by the way, just voted out members of the school board as it implodes on itself right there. Liberal members of the school board. uh, This guy says San Francisco is now boycotting most of the United States and the sanctions they're imposing are presenting a challenge for the city. San Francisco can't forge the parts it needs to keep its buses running, fix its buildings or run its computers. It has to buy things, lots of things from elsewhere, and they can't because they're boycotting 28 states. These idiots and the San Francisco government who boycotted everyone are destroying their citizens' lives. They can't even fix their own city because they're boycotting everything. Implosion. Implosion. On itself. Collapses on itself. Here's liberal New York. There was a hockey game last night up in New York, a Rangers game. Here's the liberal lunatic governor of New York who took over for, she's even worse than Cuomo. Here's Kathy Hochul. She was supposed to drop the puck at a Rangers game. This went on, by the way, for a whole minute. Here's about 10 seconds of Kathy Hochul getting booed like you've never heard before. This is in liberal New York. Check this out. Please welcome Governor Kathy Hochul. Joining Governor Hochul 
at center ice ducks alternate. Folks, what more evidence you need? This is collapsing on itself. San Francisco is boycotting itself out of business. Four in 10 New Yorkers want to leave. Liberals, liberals are attacking women who can't compete in sports and can't even win woman of the year anymore as they define women down to bleeders. Inflation's exploding, which is impacting minorities more than anyone. Just look at the polling. Just look at the polling. It's imploding on itself. And the essence of gaslighting, the only way to make this work, this, this myth, this fairy tale that the left is the party of the little guy, women and minorities, despite attacking all of those people endlessly and ruthlessly, keeping them out of good schools, destroying any economic opportunity, destroying their big cities, is you have to isolate people from the truth. You have to hide the truth that the liberals really hate minorities. They can't stand women. They hate objective truth. They hate big cities. They've destroyed them. They've decimated them. They're doing nothing to fix them. Showing you how this gaslighting is not working. Politico, otherwise known as Bull Hitico, you know what I mean, has a poll. Despite all of the ridiculous gaslighting about a bill in Florida that doesn't exist, a don't say gay bill, which is a debunked conspiracy theory, there is no bill in Florida, I will say for the hundredth time, that bans saying gay. There isn't a bill in Florida that mentions gay in, the, in terms of don't say gay. And there's not a don't say gay bill. It doesn't exist. There is a bill, however, that prevents sexual indoctrination in school from kids from kindergarten to third grade. Sounds kind of reasonable to me. So despite endless efforts at gaslighting and trying to convince the American public here that a don't say gay bill exists in Florida. Look at this poll. Politico. Slim majority of U.S. voters who were polled, 51%, support banning the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade, while only 35% are opposed, according to poll results. Sounds like a 16-point differential. It doesn't sound like it's slim to me. Majority may be slim, but the differential certainly not. The public's caught on to this scam, ladies and gentlemen. They're leaving liberal states. They're getting involved locally, picking up what's happening in school boards, finally running in local elections, kicking out school board members, leaving liberal states in droves. Just please don't come down here with that liberal crap. The polling is turning in our direction. Despite the propaganda, the left is melting down, ladies and gentlemen. They are desperately trying. They're desperately trying to wipe away any objective truth. And one thing about the fictitious, debunked, discredited, don't say gay bill conspiracy theory, there's no such thing. The one thing you should take away with this, I saw this when Lindsay said this this morning, and he's correct, is the reason the left is freaking out about not being able to teach sexually inappropriate things to kids in kindergarten through third grade. The reason they're freaking out that it's going to be banned in Florida uh, public schools now is because it's an essential component of their plan. The only way to wipe out any objective truce, nuclear family, biological sex, and make you in that chaos seek stability in government is to start the kids early. Because by the time those kids are in sixth and seventh grade, they figured it out. They figured it out that there are objective truths. That's why they're melting down that they can't do this. Don't ever forget that. Okay, here's what I got coming up. Zelensky is uh, addressing 
Congress now. He's talking about putting more pressure on Russia. We're covering it. It's actually airing right now. Uh, he's addressing a, a session of Congress right now, and he's asking for tools to respond to counter Russia. We're going to update that. And I've got an, an interesting update in the war and Russia coming up next. How the Russians screwed up basic, basic logistics, basic logistics. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, uh, moving on. So like I said, Zelensky is uh, addressing Congress now, talking about a need for more equipment and more pressure uh, to be put on Russia. I mean, I don't blame him for asking for that. He is the Ukrainian president. Um, we just have to be very judicious in how we decide to move forward. Now, showing you how this is not going well for the Russian side, and it's starting to worry me because as this situation deteriorates, um, there's a military analyst uh I hear on TV a lot, forgive me, I forget his name. And, and, and you know, sometimes he, he sounds a little war hawkish, but he did say something the other day that had me concerned that these are really the desperate hours, that, that, that going forward as Putin's, uh, this, the, the food crisis amongst his soldiers kicks in, they started looting now, the logistics meltdown, that Putin's going to get desperate. And what I'm afraid of is as he gets desperate, he's going to take in advice and incoming from seriously crazy lunatic people inside russia you think the possibility of nuclear war is non-existent um it's not the chances are low uh panic kills so there's no need to panic but i would be anxious about this and so should you why look at this article in daily star by owen ewan ewan glad glade out what i'm sorry whatever headline twisted russian mp his name is yevgeny fedorov urges Putin to fire a nuclear missile at the United States to, quote, send a message. He claims America wouldn't retaliate if they fired a nuclear ballistic missile at them. And they're claiming casualties would be about 10,000. This is real. You can read the, it's in my, read this article, please. It's in my newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to sign up, it's free. Read the article. He's suggesting they fire a nuclear weapon at Nevada. Because he's claiming that's where we've tested nuclear weapons, and the well, it's true, but we've claimed and that it would be uh, that that would be a message, and that we wouldn't retaliate, folks. This guy is a Russian MP, a Duma member, Yevgeny Fyodorov. Now you wonder why I talk about this stuff on the show. Knowledge is power. Ignorance is not bliss. These are some of the crazy people who are getting in his ear. And I sincerely doubt we wouldn't fire back, which would create another escalating nuclear cascade, which would be a disaster. He probably, yeah, you're right. He probably is watching Joe Biden and thinks we would do nothing. Now, folks, I have repeatedly over and over and will say again, we have to do every single thing in our power to avoid escalation in this war. But any any 
implication of weakness here that we wouldn't fire back is extremely dangerous and is escalatory in and of itself. They better damn well believe Joe Biden would fire back because it's the only thing keeping them from firing. It's what kept us out of a hot war with Russia with Reagan. The assurance of mad, mutually assured destruction. You fire at us, we're firing at you, we're both dead. They better believe we'd fire back. This is why they're getting desperate, though, folks, and I get worried about Putin doing something crazy like this or launching a tactical battlefield nuke at Ukraine. This article on IO News, Russia hampered by shortage of trucks in Ukraine after spending billions on state-of-the-art weapons. Read this piece. It's in the show notes, too, the, the newsletter. They spent all this money on these SU, uh, the, these uh, Su-34 bombers and hypersonic missiles, and they got all excited about it. Yet they didn't buy enough trucks. It's, they, this uh, this uh, a military expert says they don't have the ability to get the supplies around. They don't have the ability to operate a full air support system to suppress anti-air fire. And they don't have enough smart guided bombs to use the bomber effectively because they have too few trucks to go with. And they've already lost the number of trucks too. logistics, folks, logistics. That's why in the Secret Service, the transportation guys do logistics. The transportation guys do logistics because most of the time, one of the key components is logistics is transportation like trucks. Can have the best battle a battle plan in the world, folks, and best weapons you got. But if you can't transport your troops and you can't transport your missiles, you don't have much of a battle plan. Thank God for stupid people like the Russian battlefield commanders. Thankfully. <sighs> Idiots. All right. You know, I said yesterday, uh, moving on a bit here, and it's important that Folks, I'm worried about the United States first, and you should be too. The domestic threat here to our freedom and liberty is growing. Tucker did a great segment last night on how something, you guys remember this, how I warned you all that the COVID restrictions and lockdowns were nothing more than a tune-up for what socialists want later, absolute control, the wiping out of objective values, project uh, you know, uh, year zero. Project Socialism moving forward. It was a test run. See how much we can get away with. Inject yourself with this substance. Wear a mask. We've talked about this over and over. And the problem I've been warning you about over the last few days is uh, in light of everything going on with Ukraine and Russia, a very serious, tragic, ongoing situation, we have Republicans here, the Crenshaws and others, and uh, the Adam Kinzingers and people like that, who've decided it's a good idea to turn on and attack the domestic population for just asking for the truth. The truth requires objective values. The left hates that. Problem's gotten worse. I was coming out of the gym yesterday. I was trying to take a little bit of a break. And it was right after I did a Locals video. I do these thoughts from the gym on Locals. And someone sent this to me, and I couldn't believe it. I had to check twice to make sure it was real. We have a senator down here in Florida, Rick Scott. He's a Republican, or I thought he was. And this is an actual tweet. You can see it's his verified account. He says, no company should be broadcasting Russian state-backed propaganda. Putin and his thugs are violating the sovereignty of a free nation and committing a blatant act of war against Ukraine. Rumble video should immediately sever all ties with Russia, all caps, now. Um, As you know, I'm an investor in Rumble because I believe in free speech, and I found this perplexing. 
One, we don't have ties with Russia. We are a free speech open platform for content creators on the video side to produce content. To produce content. Does he not understand that? Kevin McCarthy's on there too. Do we have ties to Kevin McCarthy, the uh, minority leader in the House? This is a allegedly Republican member of the United States Senate. I want you to understand what's happening here. Doing what Adam Kinzinger and Dan Crenshaw are doing right now. Turning their, their, their ire on, on a, a company, by the way, that relocated to Sarasota, Rumble, in his state and brought jobs here and attacking them for presenting an open platform for, for free speech. So just to be clear, Rick Scott... You think the path forward here out of this is to emulate leftist totalitarian tactics by squelching free speech. You think that's the path forward and you use lies to do with it. We have ties to Russia. Disgraceful, disgraceful. As I've said to you throughout the show, gaslighting requires isolating people from the truth. Censorship is a tool of the left and the totalitarian. And clearly, Rick Scott and Adam Kinzinger and Dan Crenshaw now, too. Here's Adam Kinzinger, a known loser. He's been a loser for a while, so nothing surprising here. Rick Scott caught me off guard. He's a totalitarian now. Wasn't aware of that one. Be voting against him. Hopefully, he's primaried. Adam Kinzinger, career zero, so nothing new here. Celebrating the fact that a pretty good news network, OAN, OAN got the boot from Time Warner, which is a disgusting move by Time Warner. You should let them know about that. Adam Kinziger, hashtag bye-bye OAN. Here he is, just like Scott apparently in Crenshaw, using leftist tactics to attack platforms that just speak with an opinion you don't like. This is the new Republican Party, the uniparty of idiots. This is what happens, folks. This is what happens with gaslighting. You have to isolate people from the truth. That's why the left and apparently Rick Scott, Adam Kinzinger, and Dan Crenshaw love censorship so much. Speak out. You mentioned biolabs. You're a Putin puppet. Disinformation. Next thing you know, be recommending everybody be kicked off YouTube. That'll be next. I'm going to show you what happens next when censorship and gaslighting kicks in and psychosis develops amongst the population. I'm going to show you something on a Florida beach. Don't go anywhere. You'll see what I mean. Okay, so uh, this is what happens when pervasive gaslighting is allowed to happen. People destroy themselves. They destroy their lives. They destroy their kids' lives. They lock their kids out of school. They stick their kids in masks despite no evidence it's working to do anything to prevent transmission of coronavirus. They sit in their houses and they eat their lives alive. They implode on themselves. Here is a photo from WFLA, it's a Florida television station. It's a photo from a video. It's a beach in Florida. It's spring break down, spring break down here in Florida, excuse me, and everything is crowded down here now. The beach is packed. You can see it right there. Good for you all having a good time on spring break. Now, this went out in a tweet, and I want you to pay close attention to the first three replies. People lost their minds, showing you they're so gaslit. They would rather die and rot in their houses with their kids never leaving home than actually going out. This is from a guy, Odin's twin brother, clearly a left. It's awesome. Just in time for the new variant. No worries, though. DeSantis doesn't count tourists who get COVID in the state stats. Here's another one. This is the crazy people. Queen of Babel. 
Within two weeks, all these folks will have COVID. Some will get long COVID, have lifelong illnesses. Some will die. Some will get chronic illnesses as a result of COVID. Some will never recover. Majority of the latter category will be vaxxed. These people are nuts. These people are, here's one more. These, these are the, these are the first three responses. I didn't even have to go. These are the first three. Here's Lori Murphy. I'm sure COVID is loving this. Watch this space. People are nuts. They want to rot and die in the house. And as I told you in the beginning of the show, this is what a cannibalistic, cancerous movement looks like. It eats itself. It rots. It kills its own people. They're going to sit in the house and die lonely, awful, solitary lives. And they're going to destroy the lives of their kids too. Because that's what they do. All right. Um, Getting back quickly to how this incoherent mess on the left is causing us a real problem in this country. You're sensing a theme today? Nancy Pelosi, this is kind of like a, 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 I would call it a comic relief moment, but it's really genuinely not funny. Um, Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House. She decided it'd be a good idea to riff yesterday on this Russian convoy invading Ukraine. Um, And remember, the world can see this. So it goes back to principle number one. Um, You never got in trouble for something you didn't say. Pelosi and Biden should just stop talking publicly about the Russia-Ukraine crisis because every time they open their uh, their mouths and speak, uh, they embarrass us in front of the world. And I believe they incentivize Vladimir Putin to engage in further adventures. And that's why I'm hoping they don't comment on this nuclear comment out of Russia. It's only going to get worse. Here's Pelosi yesterday. This incoherent, weak mediocrity talking about the Russian convoy and, and I want you to pay very close attention because she's, she's really, she's barely coherent, claiming like she's going to do a John J. Rambo and she wants to go herself. Huh? Here, check this out. When I see that, that those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. I mean, I, I think that uh, them having more planes might be useful, but that I'm not a, a military st- strategist. We hope that we will be able to get up to a place. I hope you ask me how I, I hope that we can get to a place where the uh, MiGs, which are the kinds of planes they've been trained on, can go to Ukraine. The F-16s, especially if we have an excess of them, uh, can backfill for Poland. What is she even talking about? What is she even talking about? Does she even know what she's talking about? The MiGs? What? Which are the planes? They've been. And I, and I hope they can like. They're the plane. Oh, Joe, they're the planes. The MIGs. They're planes. They're, you didn't know. They've been. And, 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 no. and the F the F sixteen. You didn't know. You were just Joe. Just learned that from Nancy Pelosi. And the F 16s They go to back. They're like planes too. And if I went over there, I want to like take it to them and shake my fist at them. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. You incoherent messes on the left. Please stop talking. Don't tell me I'm not bipartisan in my criticism. I just filleted a bunch of phony Republicans, too. But please, on the left, please stop talking. This is the same incoherent crowd on the left, by the way. They can never formulate a coherent idea. And when they formulate a coherent idea, they're total hypocrites about it. This one is is just, (laughs) this video is just comical. Hat tip, the great Tom Elliott at Grabian. Here is a quick supercut of Democrats on the exploding fuel crisis in the country where gas prices are through the roof, approaching $8 in certain parts of California. And don't worry, the um, Joe, the, the, the Pelosi, Democrat, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg theory on rising gas prices, 
is stop being poor, you peasants, <laughs> you smellies, you dopey, hasty Walmart shopping deplorables. Stop being poor. Come on. What's wrong with you? Just go get a Tesla. What's wrong with you idiots? Here, check this out. If you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. There's no sound or fuel. How many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number in front of me. So how do I know it's actually working? What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Perhaps if you let the market work in this respect, people will feel pain. They'll take a second look at that Ford F-450 gigantoid truck. They'll reconsider a Tesla. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. I have a Chevy Bolt. That is my car. I lease a Bolt and I lease solar panels. So I drive on sunshine, girl. Record-breaking prices at the pump nationwide. One of my favorite topics, electric school buses. Electric school buses. That have big batteries underneath it. Yes, we are very excited about electric school buses. Yeah, some prices are as high as seven a gallon. You usually can smell it and, and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Holy cow. Oh. Stop being poor, peasants. Just buy an electric car. That's the same left. Same left from Pelosi. You know, they have MIGs. They're like, they're like planes. Same people. Same people melting down on Twitter because a bunch of kids were at extremely low risk of any serious complications from a virus we're never going to get rid of, daring to go on spring break and hang out at the beach. God forbid that happened. Melting down. Oh, my, oh my, they get COVID and die. <laughs> Adam Kinzinger, bye-bye, away, and all the same group, all the same group of leftists. Kinzinger is nothing but a devout leftist, too. Been his entire life. Disgrace. Disgrace to everyone in the United States Congress. He's a disgrace to the Democrats, too. They're probably embarrassed by him as well. Okay, so I saw this yesterday. You know, I'm a big advocate for school choice because unlike the left, I actually believe in big R God-given rights for everyone. People who are poor, people who are rich, people who are middle class, people who are black, people who are Asian, people who are white, Muslim, Jew, Christian, male, female, doesn't matter to me. City, urban, farmer, architect, pilot, I don't care. The essence of a constitutional republic is the guarantee of big R God-given rights and opportunity for everyone. The left doesn't believe that. The left wants to crush opportunity, especially for minority students in struggling schools where they want to make sure the doors are locked behind you and minority students are kept in public schools that suck. So here is a Democrat from the state of Georgia, Elena Parent, ironically named Elena Parent, doesn't seem to give a damn about parents at all. Uh, here's her in a video. She objects. I'll put the tweet up in a second, but she objects to school choice. She wants to make sure your kids stay in crappy school. She wants to lock the door behind. Them. Why? Because Elena Parent's kids go to private school. And she didn't like the fact that that was brought up beforehand. She's one of these just stop being poor people. You don't have to send your kids to crappy schools. You stop being poor. Send your kids to private schools like me. Come on, peasants, you smellies. Here's Elena Parent gets called out. Kids go to private school. It's not true that all three of my children go to public schools in North Georgia. I assume the senator knows of what he speaks. And I'm, I'm going to ask this not to 
to get personal, but is it true that your children go to a private school? That seems like it is trying to get personal. I, well, I wanted to ask another question <laughs> pertaining to that. Are we, uh, really? My question is. She didn't like that question, does she? Kids go to private school. Yet she tweeted this out. A voucher bill would have diverted $6,000 a student to private schools. Private schools your kids go to? And how is it diverting? It's, it's their money. It's So, so Parents who pay for the schools with their tax dollars are diverting it if they take their tax dollars to a school that works? This is Elena Parent. Fraud. Phony. You see how the party implodes on itself and eats its own? Ladies and gentlemen, if the Republicans are the party of the rich, then why is it Republicans like me? My kids go to a charter school. My other kid goes to a private school. Why do I care? No, no, I'm serious. For a moment, can we just digest that? School choice is largely a Republican issue, even though some sellout Republicans have sold this out. But largely, it's definitely a conservative issue and a libertarian issue. School choice. Why are we fighting? I thought we were the party of the rich. Why do I care? My kids don't go to public school. Why do I care? You ever ask yourself that? Oh, you care because uh, you're uh, running for office. No, I'm not running for I don't need your votes. I'm not running for office. I don't need your money, your donations, nothing. Why am I doing this on my show? I thought we were the party of the, of, the, of, of the rich and the fat cats and you were the party of the little guy. Then why is it that we're the party of the little guy trying to give them educational opportunity and people who are poor, minorities who aren't getting a good education and you're standing in the way, ironically named Elena Parent. Well, your kids go to private school. Why is that? That's weird, right? Why is that? Maybe you're lying as you implode and attack people you claim to represent, women, minorities. Kind of weird, right? Gaslighting. You see, Rick Scott, Adam Kinzinger and Dan Crenshaw, I want to isolate you from the truth too, joining the Democrats. Censorship, that's how you get to believe stupidity like this, that the Democrats are the party of the little guy. He calls him a constellation of frauds. You're right. The big dipper of frauds. All right. Folks, that all, it matters to me, okay? As I've said to you often, there's a Jason Riley thing about school choice. He wrote an article years ago. There are 20,000 public high schools in the country. 2,000 produce half the dropouts. That's it. 2,000. 10% of the schools produce half the dropouts. If you're black, you've got a 50% chance of sending your kid to one of those dropout factories. Tell me again how we're the land of equal opportunity. And the left is doing that. We have been, and I always will be, a warrior for this cause. And it doesn't affect me one bit, but it does affect me because it's my country. And I give a damn about these kids. They deserve better. Elena Parent clearly doesn't. Okay, I saw this story, a bit of comic relief here. Yeah, the Free Beacon has a story about Rick Wilson. I don't know if you know Rick. He is a body odor advocate. He is a big lobbyist for body odor. And uh, apparently Rick Wilson from the Lincoln Project, also known as the Lenin Project, uh, <laughs> he had the cojones yesterday to imply his bravery was equal to that of the Russian TV personality who walked onto the screen despite the threat of death and imprisonment on Russian state TV with a no war sign. This brave woman, this freedom fighter in Russia who took her life into her own hands, was imprisoned afterwards and objected to Putin's war on Russian state television Rick Wilson from the Lenin Project, again, body odor advocate. If you ever around Rick, you know exactly what I mean. Um, Rick seems to think his, his bravery is on par with that. Read this article in the Free Beacon. Lincoln Project Schlub compares himself to courageous Russian anti-war activists. 
Wilson's decision to, quote, walk away from the tribal campfire, the GOP, saying, I left the GOP, I'm now an anti-Trump, pro-Democrat lunatic. He's equating that bravery with the bravery of this woman. Well, him walking away resulted in immense personal wealth. The Lincoln Project raised almost $100 million from left-wing billionaires and activist groups, among others, during the 2020 election cycle. Investigative reporting from the New York Times suggests Rick Wilson and his fellow co-founders funneled a significant portion of that money to themselves. In 2021, Rick Wilson paid off a $200,000 mortgage and finally settled a $400,000 overdue tax bill. I sent Rick a link to a uh, Walmart site one time that uh, sells uh, antiperspirant using the aluminum substance. Rick, Rick should try that out. That's who Rick Wilson is and the Lennon Project guys. That's what they're all about, sellouts. By the way, Rick Wilson really needs to uh, talk to those significant others uh, around him about the situation he has. He knows what I mean, Rick. A lot of people know. That's who Rick is. Left loves him because the left will implode on itself and pay off people, even if they are former Republican sellouts, because that's what they do. Anything they can get to uh, destroy their own people. Final article today. This is interesting. I want you to read this. It's in the show notes. It's an important piece. So China claims, this is in the U.S. Sun, claims Israel Salas Rodriguez is the author. China claims it's captured a U.S. NSA spy tool dubbed Trojan Horse that can control global internet equipment and steal info. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a deeply disturbing story. The gist of the story is this. For those who are familiar with Unix and Linux, it hijacks that system and essentially hijacks the computer. Now. With the growing sophistication of spyware around the world, I had Morgan Wright on my Fox show, uh, a, uh, an expert in internet security. He was on this past week or the week before on Unfiltered, my show that airs on Saturday. And uh, he, we were talking about this, the proliferation of non-click spyware. Remember the Pegasus story? Pegasus is that NSO program that all you have to, all they need to know is your phone number. You don't have to click on anything. They send you the email or a text, and that's it. Your phone is infected. They can hijack the camera, the microphone. You have a homing beacon. Your emails, they own your phone. It's their phone. Everything. This is going to be a growing problem in the future because as these tools are developed, like the NSA apparently developed this, it's called NoPen, apparently, uh, that this, this kind of stuff is going to get out. Your online security is going to be key moving forward in the future. And the United States has a lot to worry about if this stuff gets out there. It could be very dangerous. All right, folks, that's all I've got for you today. I deeply appreciate your loyalty to the show. I've got uh, my friend Matt Palumbo on the radio show later talking about uh, George Soros' role in Ukraine. And please subscribe to my podcast on rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. I would really appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.